Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast. I'm Shan Vanderleek. Today I have the pleasure of speaking with V. Lockard, creator of Snoozecast, the podcast designed to help you fall asleep. As someone who has personal experience living with anxiety, V knows exactly how anxiety can sneak into bed with you, even if you have felt ready for bed all day. V and her husband started Snoozecast to share their love of this simple but effective tool that helps people who have trouble falling asleep. Welcome to Anxiety Slayer, V. Thank you, Shan. I'm so happy to be here. It's wonderful to have you. And I must say, I really enjoy Snoozecast. I, I do. I love that I get to choose if I want to listen to poetry or fiction or nonfiction or original stories. It's such a creative offering and it really is incredibly relaxing and so soothing. So kudos to you. Thank you. I love hearing that. We, we try to put out a lot of uh, diverse offerings for sure. You do it and you do it well. And congratulations on your success. You've got hundreds of podcasts, millions of downloads. And so you're definitely serving the community who we hear from a lot, who is, I can't get to sleep. What do I do? What do I do? And Snoozecast is a great remedy for that. Let's dig right in and have you share the the story, the inspiration for Snoozecast, how this all came together for you. Mm. My husband and I were both having some trouble falling asleep at night, and we were trying different ways separately and together to fall asleep. For me, it wasn't, it was occasionally having a little trouble falling asleep. Uh, For my husband, it was a a little bit more of a regular thing, trying to find maybe some kind of not too interesting YouTube video to watch while falling asleep or music. We started to read to each other, actually, first. We'd pick a book out and then we would take turns every night alternating who was reading to the other person. And one of the things we noticed is that not only was this a great way to get in more reading and less of just watching something, Mm -hmm. but it also, and it was really fun to do, but it also, especially for my husband, it was making it so he was able to fall asleep a lot quicker than he would if left to his own devices. So we were doing that for a while, but it would sometimes take us a really long time to get through a book because what would normally take us in, let's say, an, an hour or more to fall asleep. Sometimes it would take less than 15 minutes to fall asleep if you're listening to a, a story read by a, a familiar and soothing voice. Mm-hmm. And then we found out about uh, sleep stories. This was probably about five years ago now. If someone isn't familiar with that, and there's different terms for it, but basically everyone's heard of a bedtime story. But bedtime stories are, usually you think of that as, more for children, which it works wonderfully for. The funny thing is, is that there's absolutely no reason that it isn't just as helpful and valuable as a tool for adults. And certainly adults have so much trouble sleeping these days, falling asleep. So we call them sleep stories just to imply that it is for listeners of any age Mm. to help them fall asleep in a way that's 
easier to do and also more pleasant sometimes than lying there. If you're struggling to fall asleep, it can be kind of a a lonely and frustrating place to be. Yeah, it sure can. And then the stories that you're crafting and the loops that you create and all of the things that come up in our lives that just make it worse. Yeah. And also the amount of screen time that so many people have gotten accustomed to the the screen time at night, the hopping in bed with a laptop and watching Netflix or HBO Mm -hmm. or whatever, and how depending on what you're watching, that can really be a bad idea. (laughs) I know, (laughs) because it feels so good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the thing is, is you might be like, Oh, this is great, because you can totally distract yourself. And but then you still have to come down from that screen time. And, and so your offering is so nice because it's still a, it's a beautiful distraction and it's the, the reading with the, the few that I listen to, the voices are so soothing. And, and as you know, I'm a big audio person, so I hear everything and I want, <laughs> and, and I was just like, Oh, this is so well crafted. And the, timing, the pacing, the storytelling, and the the length of time too. I mean, hopefully you're asleep or, be, you know, be by one episode, but certainly you can listen to more than one. And so let's talk a little bit more about these sleep stories and how they can help our anxious minds fall asleep and get a good night's rest. I think what happens is that, and I, I speak not, obviously I'm not a a medical professional speaking about anxiety, but as a a person who has plenty of experience in my own life throughout my life, sometimes on a lower level, sometimes it rears its head more. But even if it's something that you don't really notice throughout the day that much because you're managing it and maybe you're really busy throughout the day, so you don't have an opportunity to really sit in quietness and stillness, and, and check in with yourself. I think a lot of people, it's once they finally go to bed after their very busy day with very little downtime, and they think that they're going to sleep well at night, and they hope that they will, but it's that quiet time once the lights are out and your eyes are closed mm-hmm. that can be surprisingly challenging to fall asleep, even if you felt tired all day. Yeah. So having... And that's something that I experienced, too, is that it would take me an hour or more sometimes to fall asleep when I was having trouble falling asleep on my own. Uh, My mind would just all of a sudden go into, it felt like it was like overdrive, thinking about everything and not being present in the moment and really struggling with that. So there are a lot of ways that you can help yourself fall asleep easier, but, and I've tried lots of different ways, but The one thing I can say about sleep stories is that it's completely effortless. (laughs) Yeah. If you just listen, most people will think if they've been struggling with sleep for a while that, oh, most of our episodes are around 30 minutes. They'll think that's not enough time for me. I need more time. Sometimes people do need more time. They can always put on an additional episode. They can put on as many as they like. But I challenge listeners to open up their expectation of what, how long it'll actually take them to fall asleep mm-hmm. in this way. Because if your eyes are closed, your body's relaxed, 
you're ready for bed and then you're just receptive to letting your mind relax in that way, listening to a story that isn't, that is read in a, in a slow, soft pace. Uh, it often is much quicker amount of time than you would ever expect. It is. It's a, it's a lullaby. It's a lullaby for everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I really, I really did love listening to uh, Emily Dickinson's poem. I'm so glad a a listener had, had asked, we have a lot of listener requests and sometimes they are absolute gems of obscure stories that most people have never heard of (laughs) besides the listener. And sometimes they're so perfect for a sleep story. Other times they are something that unfortunately once in a while we'll decide it's just, it would be great, but it's just really not the right fit exactly for what we want. And Emily Dickinson was one that I had wanted to do for a while and someone else had had asked for it. And I was like, oh, a lot of her poetry can get pretty dark. Yeah, true. (laughs) But then I decided to check it again when someone else asked for it. And, you know, she has, she has nature poetry where she's talking about the bees and the flowers in the fields. And I thought that that was, that was spot on. Oh, totally. I fell right into it. And and I wasn't listening. When I listened, I wasn't listening at night. So mm. it was like a, it was, a, it was like a mid afternoon rest time or whatever. And it, it was in yeah. it. And that's the other thing you can use and listen to snooze cast anytime you need to, to relax and unwind. I am yeah. here to I am here to stand up and raise my hand and say napping is a good thing. And <laughs> I am a huge fan of napping. I'm so glad you bring that up. And yeah. I was surprised. We we do have listeners that when they write to us, they'll say that they actually listen sometimes at night to fall asleep, but often to like I have one listener that she listens because she gets she'll get it helps soothe her on her busy way to work her commute. She lives in Manhattan. Oh yeah. And she'll listen then and another listens when she's on her um just during her busy day because she finds she falls asleep so fast at night now listening to it. Mm-hmm. But for naps for me, that's a big time that I put it on because I've found that taking a quick nap in the middle of the day is the best anic I I know not for everybody this is something they yeah. can't fit in it depending on your lifestyle, but I feel really fortunate at this time in my life that I can because that 20, 30 minutes has made a huge difference in how I feel. And it also helps me to reset any kind of emotional weight or yeah, anxiety of course. that I was feeling. You know, I wake yeah. up feeling refreshed, but I can't just fall asleep. I can't just lay down and close my eyes in silence. I'll end up having a 20 minute session of thinking. Right. (laughs) Right. Your own board meeting in your bed. (laughs) It must be so satisfying knowing that you and Nick are helping thousands of people get a better night's rest, get a better night's sleep. It really is. When we started the show back in at the very beginning of 2019, we were doing it because we were really passionate about sleep stories as a tool to help people fall asleep because it had helped us so well. And we honestly didn't know anyone else at the time that 
it's not like we had friends that were also into them or something. Sure, sure. We were. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And the timing was perfect, too, when you think about everything that happened in the world after you got started. Mm, Ah, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, at the time, what we were listening to, we would actually run out of sleep stories that we liked. We would get, they wouldn't come out fast enough for us because we were listening every night for quite a while, probably a year or so at least. Um, So that's when we started to think up making our own show that would come out very regularly and consistently. Um, yeah, you, you have, different. you have um, multiple episodes per week, don't you? Three episodes a week. Yeah. So it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, ever since we started, that was really important to us to have there be a variety of different options and have it be every week and have you not as a listener, not wonder, Oh, when's the next one coming out? Is it going to be a few weeks from now or, yeah. or who knows when? Right. Well, and that support is everything and the consistency and knowing that this is something that you guys, you know, this is a heart project. It's a heart centered project. There's no doubt about it. You can, you can feel that when you listen and I can feel that in, in having a a short conversation with you that this is, it really matters and you guys show Mm -hmm. up and, and, and do your thing. And then the listener is so, so blessed to have so many choices. And especially if they're just finding you now, they have, they have hundreds of choices to get started. Yeah. Over 400. Yeah. That's so <laughs> over awesome. 400 choices now. And it is, it has been really wonderful because it, it was a, it is a project of the heart. And then very quickly after we started the show, I, uh, I got pregnant which we weren't expecting to necessarily happen. It had been years of trying kind of thing. So really going along with starting the show that first year, 2019, was there was this added excitement and also challenge of continuing that uh, pretty ambitious production schedule and recording schedule with the pregnancy happening and then with having a newborn at the same time. But we just felt like it was so important to us that we continue to remain there consistently for our listeners and offer that. Yeah, it's such a contribution. And one thing that I'd like to bring up as well is it also, it's a natural way to get to sleep because so many are looking for this supplement or this sleeping pill Mm -hmm. or this, you know, this whatever. And I'm not judging that, you know, you need to do what you need to do. But if you can do it naturally, it's one of the reasons why Ananga and I talk about having bedtime rituals and the things that you can do for your body to really bring it all down, you know, get your energy where it needs to be, Mm -hmm. be really sweet with yourself and have this practice so that when you do get into bed, you have a much better chance at falling asleep quickly than you would if you didn't yeah. do it. Now, if you do the practice that we've been recommending for, for years and years, plus snoozecast, then you're really on to something. <laughs> yeah, the rituals are so important to have this kind of consistent expectation of, of what for your mind to transition because the body 
can be exhausted and have no trouble falling asleep. It's the mind that's a little, needs a little bit of um, finessing. And so having the sleep bedtime rituals is really helpful. And also just allowing yourself that amount of time to transition from busy day to sleep. It's it's not just turning out the lights. It, It just doesn't work that way in our hectic modern day lifestyles. And then on top of that, there, insomnia is such a issue for, I mean, just in the U.S. with adults, it's uh, a third to half of all adults experience insomnia at some point. And it's understandable that they would turn to over-the-counter sleeping pills or supplements, prescription medications to help them at times. But what I've found with those is that there's problems with it, which is yeah. That, and for some people, they they work really well, but no matter what, it doesn't seem like it's a, a something that you can do for the long term. Yeah, it's not sustainable. Because, it's not sustainable. Exactly. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. So having something like a sleep story that doesn't have any side effects, it's not going to make you feel groggy the next day. I'm somebody that's very very sensitive, so are sensitive to medications. So they'll stay in my body, I feel like, for longer than for, for other people, it seems like. So, me too. Me too. We have that in common. Yeah. So like something that someone says is just a mild over-the-counter um, um, medication that is a very common one that helps people fall asleep easily. For them, if, even if I take a very small amount, I'm going to be feeling it the whole next day, which sort of defeats the purpose of yeah. taking something to help you sleep well at night. I had that, um, that I had that experience with melatonin. Yes. It was just it was I mean it worked, but I had a hard time shaking it off the next day and that was a really small 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 dose. <laughs> but I, but I do know that it works I, I do know that it works quite well for a, a lot of people who use it. And and again, you have to check in with yourself and know what's what works best for you. But wouldn't it be wonderful if you didn't need to take anything? All you needed to do is take in a podcast. Just listen to a sleep story. It's true. And and what I found and what I've heard from many listeners, too, is that there's this beautiful thing we're talking about. If you're talking about sleep aids that are sustainable versus unsustainable, with sleep stories, I have this theory that if you listen to them regularly, not only do they help, usually it's the very first time you listen, you'll be surprised at how well it works. And then you're training your mind over the course of a few weeks or months to fall asleep easier to the story and the sound of the voice. And so it works even better and better. Mm. And then over time, it's a different time for different people. For me, it was pretty quick. For my husband, it took uh, more like a few months instead of a few weeks. But either way, you get to a point where you feel those training wheels can can come off, and you don't. You're listening because you enjoy it, or it's part of your bedtime ritual now. But you don't need it anymore, which is such a beautiful thing that you've gotten yourself out of a trying time in a completely natural way that 
you're just all the better for it. And if you ever need it again, you know, it's there for you, but it's not like you're going to necessarily be reliant on it your entire life. And if you are, then there's really no harm with that either. Right. I was just thinking that this would be a a wonderful podcast for my mom. I'm going to be visiting her soon. And I can't remember the last time she had a good night's sleep. She just has one of those minds, the, the looping monkey mind. And so I'm going to, uh, help her figure out, figure this out, see if she'll give it a try. Well, wonderful. And, and what that makes me think of is a, as another challenge that often isn't talked about as much, which, which is that with when your sleep is getting interrupted throughout the night, which I think happens to us as we grow older Mm -hmm. as well. It's a, it's very common. I have a lot of listeners that, that have talked to me, shared that with me. And for me being pregnant, again, in my third trimester, it's waking up throughout the night as well. It's really challenging to fall asleep in the middle of the night. You're the only one up. And maybe the first time you wake up, not that hard to fall back asleep. But if there's another time and another time after that, it starts to get impossible as it gets closer to your wake up time. And you've ended up having this disrupted sleep throughout the night where you weren't able to let your body go into a deeper stage of sleep and that over time even if you're getting the right technically the right quantity of time that you're in bed it you might not feel like you have something to show for it in terms of how you're feeling during the day and taking that nap then can be really helpful in the middle of the day but also having a way like a sleep story to very quickly, surprisingly quickly falling back asleep to get back into sleep in the middle of the night is also a a great time. It's not just for bedtime. Right. Oh, so, so helpful. You're making, you just, you are, you're making such a contribution and it's so needed. I really, really appreciate the work that you guys are doing. Tell me some of your success stories, because I know you've had people write you and and rave and review and and really feel like Snoozecast is a savior for them. Well, we've had so many listeners write to us either privately or through reviews of course. about having experienced trauma in their lives for one thing, or, you know, grieving Mm. is another common one, along with just having, uh, if they, if they struggle with chronic pain and other illnesses like that, where sleep is very hard to come by for them. And sometimes it's been years of struggling to fall asleep. And if you're just getting an additional, let's say, let's say it usually takes you an hour or more to fall asleep every night and now you're falling asleep in 15 minutes let's say that really adds up it might not seem like it's that much time but it really makes a big difference over time in both how much sleep you're getting but also in making bedtime something that you stop dreading and can start looking forward to because i think something that generally can help is to move your bedtime if possible. I know everyone's really busy, but if you can move it just a little bit earlier to give, like we were talking about with having that transitional time to allow your yourself to move towards sleep, 
Yeah. That can be really helpful. Totally. Totally. I have, I used to be a night owl and I have somehow dialed it back and tend to be in bed between 10 and 11. And that, that is a sweet spot for me right now for falling asleep and for getting a good night's sleep. Me too. Prior to that, I would stay up and until like, it seemed like I would get like the second wind at 11 and I would be up until (laughs) one or two in the morning and then trying to function. And while I'm an entrepreneur and set my own hours and, and can do whatever really I want to do that wasn't, wasn't working for me. (laughs) So I found that just by moving it back little by little by little, that was naturally helping me get to sleep sooner. I was changing things up a bit and it was a a big help. It is interesting how I know, because when I was hearing you describe what you experienced with going to bed later and you would get the second wind, yeah, you, you kind of missed, you pushed past the first window where you might get a little tired. Right. And then you get the second wind and it would have been hard to fall asleep in the middle of that. And then you have to wait for the next one to happen, which might not be till, you know, the early hours of the morning, like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., 2 a.m. or whenever. But over time, then that means that you're (laughs) living a sleep deprived lifestyle. Right. Exactly. And that's what, you know, one of the reasons why I brought up my, my sweet mama, like, oh, her sleep schedule and her just, it's so crazy. So this is, this is going to be her birthday's coming up. And so one of my presents will be uh, making it very easy for her to try it out. (laughs) I always make all everything available, but you know, moms are kind of like kids. You can put it in front of them and they're either going to do it or they're not. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So the, yeah, this is such a great conversation. I'm really in the space of, uh, I've got a big smile on my face knowing that the anxiety slayers who have been with us now for almost 12 years have something new, a brand new tool if they haven't found you already and that they can, that they can check out. Um, tell me, tell me anything more that you'd like to, to share before we part ways for the day. Well, okay. So I know that you said that we could talk about anything on the show. So I anything. just wanted to say that <laughs> I loved some of your episodes recently. I feel like there might've been more than one episode where A Course in Miracles was brought up. That's very possible. That that would be in my wheel. That would be in my wheelhouse. Yes. <laughs> that just reminded me of how I come into making snoozecast. It partly what informs it is that I was a yoga teacher for a long time. I'm a yoga student. I've been practicing it seriously for years and years, and I was lucky to stumble upon a, a teacher who who that was what he was teaching. And that really made a big difference in my life with the combination of of the yoga practice and then having this spiritual foundation for it or mm. something also kind of intellectual to wrap my mind around for the more existential aspects of living with anxiety in your life. Oh, yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up, Shan, uh, a lot of the different episodes have meant a lot to me um, listening to them and the ones where it's been mentioned things about yoga and anxiety and and also there was at least one where it mentioned A Course in Miracles was 
was really cool to hear because it's not something I usually think of. I don't normally bring that up to people. And Yeah. Well, if you've listened, you know that Ananga and I are both very spiritual women with completely different backgrounds and upbringings and ideas about things that just kind of mesh together. So mm-hmm. like you, I became a yoga teacher back in, I guess it was 2008 when I got my certification and, and I taught for a while. I haven't taught for years, but I would do yeah. different play shops and and my yoga practice is incredibly important to me. And it's one of the reasons that yeah. Ananga found me uh, because yeah. I was coaching and doing yoga and doing lots and lots of voice work. And, and so we just kind of found each other and then started to realize how much we had in common in our, in in all of the different ways that we wanted to reach people who were suffering. And I mean, when I met her, I didn't even have like, feel like I even had any anxiety, which is so me at the time. Mm. So me, because it was like, what? (laughs) I'm just going to kick my body to the side of the curb and blah, blah, blah. But yoga (laughs) made everything different. You know, yoga helped me leave my corporate job. I give my yoga practice lots of credit for who I am today. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. As I'm sure you do. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of went on a tangent there, but thank you for bringing that up. I'm glad that you, that you like some of what we're sharing and that we're willing to go in all different places to bring it forward, because that's what we realize is even more than ever before. As we, as we go into our 13th year, we want to bring even more forward of, of our personal practices beyond all of the tools and modalities to help you with anxiety, but the other things that you can do to really bring the sweetness and joy and expansion and grace into your life. Mm, That's beautiful. Yes. All right. Well, V, I really appreciate you so much. I'm glad that you carved out time to be with me today and you shared so many good tips and your work and creation of Snoozecast is fantastic. Thank you, thank you for joining me on Anxiety Slayer. Thank you so much, Shan. I, I'm really so happy to be here, and I, I just feel like speaking about um, the work that you do with offering tools to help people manage their anxiety is so important. Oh, thank you much. That was V. Lockard. Listen to Snoozecast at snoozecast.com and wherever podcasts are playing. And be sure to subscribe to their snooze letter.